1: Get ready! Get ready! Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times. Cause you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. Hi, folks. Chris Voss here from thechrisvossshow.com. Thechrisvossshow.com. There you go, folks. Welcome to the big show. We certainly appreciate you guys coming by. Thanks for being a part of the show. We really appreciate it. As always, we've been bringing the smartest people in the world to come share with the, you their ideas, their thoughts, the things they spent a lifetime developing, learning, acquiring, going through all the uh, mistakes and uh, bringing you the essence of what they do. For 15 years, we've been bringing you the CEOs, the billionaires, the White House presidential advisors, governors, Congress members, U.S. ambassadors, Astronauts, and if that's not enough, Pulitzer Prize-winning journalists uh, and all the elite journalists around the world. Uh, and we, we d- distill that down into this beautiful thing that we give you called the Chris Foss Show Glow. So when you listen to the Chris Foss Show, you get this glow that washes over you. And when you walk around your day-to-day life, there's just this so much bullshit I'm full of. And uh, that too. But you also get this wonderful glow, and people go up to you and they go, "My God!" Your intelligence just shines off of your skull. Where do you get that from? You go, I listen to the Chris Foss Show podcast. So refer the show to your family, friends, or relatives. Go to goodreads.com, for it says Chris Foss. LinkedIn.com, for it says Chris Foss. Subscribe to that big LinkedIn newsletter. Girls like a weed every day. I'm on there. And I'm like, how are this many people active on LinkedIn? Go to our 130,000 LinkedIn group over there. Chris Foss, one on the tickety tockety where the kids play, and also Chris Foss Facebook. If you want to hang out, talk to the show, there's a show page over there and a message thing where you can sit around and, I don't know shoot the shit with me. And there's no Snapchat. We're not having that folks. Anyway, guys, it's not that kind of a show. You've got only fans for that. There's, I think there's a Chris Voss show only fans or something. I don't know, but you have to pay extra for it. Anyway, guys, we had an amazing young man on the show. We're going to be talking to him about how he helps married couples and all that good stuff. Cass Moro's on the show with us today. He's him, both him and his wife are coaches who helped disrupt divorce and flipping statistics with, what they call the new marriage. I'm still, I'm still trying to figure out the old marriage. So there's a new marriage now. I, I can't keep <laughs> up with this stuff, people. I'm still uh, saving up for my first divorce. I'm, I'm about 3 million ready, and I think about 2 more million. I'll be ready to go. So we're going to be talking to him about how he has changed his life, his relationship, saved his relationship, and how you can do it as well. Cas Morrow is managing self-aware, severe narcissist who only knew 7-day anger binges, and how to emotionally abuse and physically his wife. Not only did he save his marriage, but he's now an aspiring gentleman who's inspiring the world and disrupting divorce, flipping statistics with what he calls the new marriage. I hope this doesn't involve a certificate from the state. Uh, Welcome to Showcast. How are you?
0: i am having the best day of my life thanks for having me on chris
1: the best day of your life there you go so give us your dot coms where do you want people to find you on the interwebs
0: first you go to moralmarriage.com and Mm -hmm. or moral marriage anywhere my podcast or the social media is all moral marriage
1: there you go let's spell that for people so they can get that on the audio
0: yeah m-o-r-r-o-w
1: m-o-r-r-o-w kind of like tomorrow without the two at the beginning huh Exactly. Yeah. There you go.
0: Works well for marriage since we're all
1: two. There you go. That's good to have. Cause you, it's not really a marriage. There's just one of you. That's yeah. Yeah. That's it's funny. Late. That's what I that's what, <laughs> I, that's what the judge told me. And you also have a pretty good thriving. TikTok looks like coming along.
0: It's actually okay. It's not the yeah. biggest one for me, but yeah. it's, it just kind of goes up and, up and down, ebbs and flows. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's kind of the way TikTok works. It's, you mm-hmm. know, if you're not making kids stuff and dancing and, I don't know, doing that MCP, <laughs> PC, whatever thing they are doing nowadays, yeah. it, it's tough to compete with the kids. So give us a 30,000 overview of what you and your wife do and how you guys do it.
0: Yeah, pretty straightforward. We run programs. I run one for men. She runs one for women. And the idea is, what could you do? We don't really care what your partner says. I don't care what your partner does. How do you want to show up? My wife would teach the same thing. So, yeah, it's it's a pretty unique process because everybody's told it takes to. But almost everybody that comes to us is the one that's in and wants to save the marriage.
1: There you go. You know, I, I years ago, I was breaking up with a, a girlfriend. I remember and an offer to go to counseling. as a last-ditch effort. And she said, no, I don't want to go to counseling. And I was like, why not? She goes, because I know what the counselor is going to say. He's going to say it's all me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, I'll tell you something about that, Chris, that drives me mental. And that is that, you know, almost everybody who says they want to save their marriage or, or I'm working on it, I'm fixing things. Mm-hmm. They say what they're supposed to say. Yeah, I'm going uh, to counseling. Yeah, but that doesn't mean you're actually
1: in. That just that's means- true. Right. That's true. That's what I, you know, been doing in AA for the past 50 years. I just go there and take a bag and drink. No, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> that's a joke. That's a joke. The so I, I believe you have one sort of program you call your the Marriage Reset, and she has the White Picket Fence Project. Is that am I reading that that's right correct. off the website? Yes, that's go. correct. Yeah. There you go. And then so you guys have a podcast as well. Do we get a plug-in for that?
0: Yeah, we can. It's Moral Marriage. Search it and it's or the YouTube Moral Marriage slash podcasts. And we, we do. We just started the podcast. And what we're doing is we're sharing our story. You mm-hmm. know, when people hear about all the emotional, physical, sexual abuse, the restraining order, the the probation for a year, and you hear the lessons along the way. Mm-hmm. then it starts to really get them fired up and start to realize what's possible because they see us interacting.
1: You there know? you go. And, and you, you see you guys still like each other.
0: <laughs> <laughs> on fire, my man, on fire.
1: Yeah. There you go. Still love each other. You've worked with over 3,100 men in the first 20 months of your business. Your wife's worked with nearly 1,000 women. Tell us your story, not only how you grew up and kind of what shaped you into, you know, starting to have issues in your marriage and how that played out.
0: Yeah, absolutely. My, I would say my parents paved the next two decades of my adult life. So the moment I moved away, I was duplicating and repeating my father, who's a narcissist. You Mm -hmm. know, I was trying to do the opposite actually in a lot of times. And then my mom's just a selfish woman, and so I saw screaming and screaming and screaming. Not a lot of physical abuse, Mm -hmm. but certainly, certainly terrible. You know, lick the toilet, prove it's clean. You know, Ah. and yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, I was never allowed to feel. I was never. I was taught I wasn't allowed to have needs, you know, and Mm -hmm. I was taught I was, I was worthless. I think they said, I love you a handful of times and I'm proud of you all on one hand, you know? Yeah. And all that did was it propelled me into my adult life where all I knew was anger. Literally I would fight. If I didn't have anybody to talk to, but you, Chris, Mm -hmm. you were the guy that was getting the fight today. Wow. And I brought that to every relationship
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and it got worse and worse and worse. And then by the time I met my wife, I destroyed her. I destroyed wow. her. I was so broken. I, at the time, we had new, no idea what narcissism was. People weren't throwing it around like they do yeah. now. And uh, it was just—it was. I would tower over, i scream at her, and flip her out of the bed, I'd say that you have to meet my needs. You're not doing this. I did, and, and I can go on and on. But eventually, I, I just realized, whoa, this isn't going to work. And it was because it was court-mandated anger management, or else mm-hmm. I go to jail. Mm-hmm. And I'd already done 14 years of therapy that had done nothing, and wow. so. I had to, I had to, I mean, I was, I understood a little more from my trauma, but that's what it's like with therapy. 14 yeah. years, it's acceptable to not be there yet. I couldn't yeah. do that with my job, you know, yeah. along the way I started to get three days of joy. Then we'd fight and I was like, wow, this is so cool. And my wife is like, that's not normal. <laughs> so I started to click, I started to click and I, I just want to put this out there for the listeners. Like you don't know what you don't know.
1: Yeah, you know? it's true. Yeah. We, we yeah, talk about that a lot on the show. There are things you yeah. know, and there's things you know you don't know. Like, I know I don't know algebra, and I don't care. <laughs> uh, and then people, what you don't know, you don't know, which will probably hit me in the side of the head later today. The uh, You went through, uh, you you said you also became a severe narcissist. I've seen that passed down from narcissistic fathers. I may have known a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. And then you would go through seven-day anchor benches, And so you've gone through seven separations with you and your wife, to my understanding. Is that correct?
0: Yeah, that's correct. All we mm-hmm. married within 30 days, and then we I mean, I knew her for a few months, but mm-hmm. we married right away, and then within 30 days, this, the the problem started to happen. And yeah, it was it was a nightmare. It was an absolute nightmare.
1: And I mean you had a restraining order, you reached the point of restraining order, a one year probation, you were charged with assault. Do I have that correct that's- too? That's correct, yeah. And so it was the court mandated anger management that started to, uh oh, it did not work. And 14 years of therapy worked. So what finally clicked the corner for you?
0: Yeah, neither of those worked. But what I found was I started to enjoy something different. Hmm. Now, there, there is another factor here. And again, why my wife and I run our program separate is that she started to recognize if I was capable of loving the way I was, the love bombs from a narcissist, Mm -hmm. Then I was capable of giving more of that if I understood what that felt like. So she started to come at me with a little more compassion, a little more Mm -hmm. empathy, a little bit more of a, of a gentle approach rather than trying to fight back Mm -hmm. and her, because she was quite reactively abusive. I think that's important for people to know is she got really angry and rightfully, but when she started to change her tone, because I recognized what happiness started to feel like Mm -hmm. she was like on board. And then we started to move forward together.
1: So let me ask you this, because this is an important piece of the puzzle. What was her childhood? Were there things that had caused trauma in her that made her attracted to you? And, and you know, usually in cases like this, there's not one person that, that has toxic issues or trauma issues or, or you know, stuff that from their past that they're dealing with.
0: That's a great question. No, she had actually a wonderful upbringing. Her father really? and her just, just connect like you wouldn't believe. But mm. her mom and her, her mom and her oh. have a little bit of trouble and mm-hmm. uh, you know, a lot of, do you love me? Do you like me kind of stuff? And, and so there was definitely needs not being met, which mm-hmm. is, I mean, even if you have a happy home mm-hmm. you can be going through the same thing, kids are egocentrical, right? Yeah. So I don't think that that's what made her find me. In fact, mm-hmm. we were, we, we just happen to both be on this path of, we're not really rushing to date. We're trying to slow down, just going out there and getting, you know, some action. We're trying to figure out what it is that we actually want. It started, mm-hmm. started to really push towards who we were going to be if we weren't going to change things Mm -hmm. and so when we connected i think that i said the right things i did the right things because i meant them but Mm -hmm. i didn't know how and she saw something in me you
1: know now most people don't survive this i I don't know if you ever lost your wife's respect but there's one thing i know whether you're married or whether you're single if you're a man and you lose your wife's respect or your girlfriend's respect it's near impossible to get it back. You pretty much have to leave and start over in my experience. Did you ever reach that point where you think you lost her respect? I mean, once you get to the, the probation stage and or restraining our stage, it's hard to come back from.
0: Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. So one of our episodes that we recently released in our podcast was about how she would be so almost violent in public because she had support, right? She could, she could feel safe, even though her friends didn't support it. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I, I have a tattoo on my, on my arm of, she looks like an angel on my arm. And, and she was like, block it out. You're a piece of, you know, she just let me have it. But there was lots of other different things, you know, sometimes she would go out and party and say, I don't need you. That's disrespectful. Yeah. Right? yeah. Or, or she would scream at me that you're on probation. Oh boy, it was my turn. Cause uh-huh. I couldn't fight back, you know? So it wasn't the whole year, but there were certain times and certain a lot of of time where she was throwing things, the phone wasn't yeah. past my face, you know? And yeah. so there was lots, there was also the, the, the screaming, the, the, I could go find someone else. Oh, I did this with this person and this person. I would never do that with you, you know, tons of it. But I uh-huh. have to say, I disagree with you. Respect can come back and I'll tell you why. Hmm. If you could enable the disrespect, cause she wasn't like that on the first date, it slowly got there. Even in my situation, it slowly got there. Mm-hmm. If you can enable the negative, dude, you can enable the positive. Go get your wife to respect you again. Show up differently. You know?
1: Yeah. It starts with showing up yeah. and, and maintaining frame or holding frame and maintaining frame. You know, providing a masculine frame so that she can be in her feminine. Yes. And that's usually where you see, you know, women struggling and acting out is because they can't feel secure in the frame. They can't they can't feel that you're protecting them or being that masculine person. So you mm-hmm. guys, you guys spent over $380,000 in courses, diplomas, degrees. Did you do that to help you get through what you were going through or to help kind of complete the mastery of what you'd done and, and how to try and help educate other people?
0: What a great question. Actually. So we started because we needed to, So some of that money includes business stuff and some of that money includes relationship stuff. Mm -hmm. And I remember we had some wonderful friends. We were not doing well with our business at the time Mm -hmm. who gave us their credit card, but Mm -hmm. I'm a go, I just go, go, go. And cost 120 grand, made 120 grand in eight weeks, kept on rolling it back into more, more, Mm -hmm. more. And with relationship stuff, now we just continue to do it. We want to know what else is out there. We want to know what else is missing. Is there more that we can learn? And so, I mean, that doesn't matter if it's books, courses, coaches, mentors, you know, the more you can learn. I think you should be never done rising up and learning. That's true, yeah.
1: That's why we do the show. That's I, I'm I I learn more than my audience does every day. I think I don't know. I mm-hmm. sit here and pick up epiphanies, and learn all sorts of cool stuff. That's the whole reason I do it. Plus, I, I love people. It's kind of, I don't love all people. Let's put that out there. <laughs> but politicians, you know that sort of thing. But dumb people. But so you you go on this whole journey. So talk to us about what what is this thing where society is is allegedly? I'm gonna I'm I'm just setting you up. I'm not saying allegedly, mm-hmm. allegedly for any matter what, how is society allegedly destroying marriage with some of the solutions they offer and, and what they tell people
0: this is actually a, it's a long lecture so i won't get into it it's about 20 minutes to teach
1: yeah this, we don't we know that kind I, of time we don't have
0: <laughs> that kind of time no but but the the simplified version is this if you think about the examples that you're shown right mm-hmm. if you think about even just from how you're raised so most of us parent our children the exact same way right yeah. don't cry there's nothing to be afraid of go to sleep. Hey, whoa, 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 why are you screaming? If you scream like that, I'm taking away your toy. So we start, we're expected to be a man and a woman in marriage, and we already don't know how to communicate our feelings and already don't know we have needs. And then when we try to fix it, we do more of what society shows us. A big one Mm -hmm. would be communication. You got to talk about it. Don't go to bed angry. No, my wife and I will agree. I should have gone to bed angry because the abuse (laughs) would have been a lot less. You know what I'm saying? You don't don't have the skills, right? And so there are some, another one's happy wife, happy life. You know, men hear this all the time. Oh God. Listen, dude, if you act like a little baby and a sissy, then your wife is going to think you're a sissy. That's it.
1: Right. A lot of men don't get that women need to be in their feminine frame to feel safe. Safety is a really big deal for women. I I still, I, I think I still underestimate how big safety and security is for women. And if they don't feel like you're a man who can take on the evil shit that might come through the door one day or, you know, in public be able to offend her, you know, if she doesn't feel safe, she's going to she's she's gonna act out. She's going to have problems. She's going to go find somebody she feels safe with. Chris, Yeah, go much, ahead, right? please. Yeah.
0: So it's such a beautiful, beautiful point that the, the peace pillar is the first thing in my program because peace she pillar. needs to feel safe and she needs to trust you or you mm. have nothing right the only way to do that is to be in your masculine like you said now go back to disrespect that you were talking about because you outlined one of the biggest fears of disrespect which is her morals as she cheats Mm -hmm. okay if she went somewhere to feel safe we can address problem two and cheating later problem one you you didn't show up and honor your commitment first exactly she's not safe with you that's why she's angry at you Exactly, and that's why she might yell at you. I always use the joke if she kicks you in the balls, right? If you didn't make her feel safe and she felt like she could look it down on you with that much disrespect, mm-hmm. well, you've you're not very good at keeping her safe emotionally, yeah. connecting.
1: Yeah. You know, you, you've lost frame basically yes, maybe yes. you had it you know maybe when you first met her you were doing all the right things you're kind of being protective and and uh, you know you you hold her hand and move her to the if you're out on the sidewalk of the street you move her to the inside of the lanes to protect her from anything bad happening you know just just the just the whole there's a whole arc, arc to it i think and and frame to it and and so people do that when they're first dating and then after a while they don't you know and then, you know, she feels out in the open, you know, there's, there's, there's so many nuances to this. Like I, I like I said, I'm still 52, or 55, I'm 55 now. And I think 50 when I started really deeply realizing how security is inherent to them and they don't, and they're not really that aware of it. It's, it's, it's something that is just biological for them and where they, where they feel it. And sometimes they don't know why they're acting out about it because they don't feel protected and safe. And, and that's kind of what our role is as a man in a masculine frame is to provide provide and protect.
0: Yeah, I think it's a real damn shame. Guys think yeah. that I provide, I protect, I'm a great guy mm-hmm. and I'm a great dad is going to solve the problem. Let me tell you something right now. If your wife leaves you today, mm-hmm. you still have to make money. Mm-hmm. You still have to provide for her and the kids. You still have to be a great dad and yeah, maybe you're protecting someone different now, but mm-hmm. maybe or oh, sorry, and you're still going to have to be a great guy or you're going to be single. This is called baseline normal. You're not mm-hmm. special. This is baseline normal. In fact, if you don't try to make all of those even better, then maybe we can talk about how you're a better guy, but it's still baseline normal because those are – it's nothing special. Yeah. And, and the big one that you just hit on there was protection too. Like how many times are you sliding across the hood of your BMW to protect your wife from kidnappers? You're not <laughs> protecting your wife, man. Shut up. If you're defending yourself – Mm-hmm. You are not protecting your wife, your marriage, your future, nothing. Yeah. If, you're, yeah. if your job in your masculine is to, is to maintain the mood, the tone, the energy and let her feel because you're the rock, mm-hmm. the lighthouse, the shoreline. We didn't make this up. If that's your job, you have zero business defending yourself. Yeah, I'm not saying you can't be re- looking for a reciprocal relationship, but first don't you have to show up?
1: You do. And, and I think this is important. Why guys need to keep going to the gym They need to make sure they maintain their masculinity, their masculine frame, because that makes if if you stay in your masculine and you provide that protection frame for her, she can be feminine because she's safe. If you if you take that away, then she's then she's not going to be feeling safe and she's going to be freaking out and and you probably eventually break up, you know, going to the gym keeping your body up in shape, you know, she's got to know that you're, you know, it really comes down to that biological caveman sort of bullshit. A lot of people just don't realize it comes down to that caveman shit. If you can take on, you know, you know, the dangers that are going to come at her in the world, that could potentially come at her in the world. That's a big deal. And if you're not in shape, you know, you (laughs) This guy eating chips on the thing, you know, she's, she's, this guy's going to be able to protect me if, if something happens, you know, you know, some home invasion or, you know, they, they, there's a whole different principle they have. And it's all about protecting the womb when it really comes down to it. Women protect the womb because they number one, have to have the best DNA come through it. And they also want to have the choice of what comes into it, but it's about propagating the species when it really comes down to it and getting the best DNA the propagation of species, women control the womb. They have, they are the ones that control access to sex and men control access to marriage. So I think you mentioned something about the nice guy or being nice. You know, the, the thing I hear married guys say that I'm just like, you, you just rang the death knell bell, happy wife, happy life. What, what, what is the problem with being a nice guy? And what is uh, Catherine, your wife call the nice guys assholes?
0: so nice guy comes from a man named dr robert glover in the 80s he wrote a book no more mr nice guy Mm -hmm. and it's it's a man who gives and gives and gives and he loves and he Mm -hmm. needs it i don't i don't think he's doing anything wrong he does he wants to fix everything he wants to make everything great but it's actually something called a covert contract so -hmm. chris what he does is he's giving to get right even by saying i'm a provider i'm I'm giving you all this Mm -hmm. you should want me you should want to have sex with me right now you should show Mm -hmm. me my love language it's give to get. And if we before the show, we were talking about it. Things like gratitude and affirmation work a lot faster than cramming down your wife's throat why you're so great. It's the exact reason she's not cramming anything down her throat mm-hmm. because she, you're just sitting there telling her that you're trying to convince her. I'm a great guy. You should love me. I'm a great guy. You should be dropping everything and running to the door when I come home because I do all of this, this, this. The nice guy is a nice asshole. Because what happens is after a while, you don't feel it reciprocated. You end up uh, internalizing the pain. You feel lonely, isolated. Why am I the only one trying? Until you can't do it anymore and you just lash out. And I was the extremely rageful version.
1: Yeah. And and if you're, would you say when you were going through the rage issues, do you think you were in a masculine frame or a feminine frame? Because you're reacting with emotion.
0: Yeah, total feminine, total feminine. And if you think about a lot of men today, their wife's already in the masculine. And whether or not she has a career or not, she's running the schedule, what the kids are wearing, marketplace Mm -hmm. pickups, what we're having for dinner, where we're going for dates. This is called masculine. And -hmm. then you don't let her feel and you defend yourself when she's just, oh, had a bad day. And you start Mm -hmm. saying, I know, my day, this and that. And now you're you're feminine and she has to go back to her masculine. Where do you think this goes? Nice guy gets angry.
1: Yeah. And then the sex goes to pot too. I mean, okay. once you, once as a man, you become a woman's child because she can't feel safe in her feminine and you're operating in your, in your feminine too. I mean, it's really the simple feminine masculine. It's very simple. It-
0: it is, but you know, David Data coined it, right? He figured it all out. He put this great book out, but here's the thing. There's no real step-by-step with it. It's like yeah, a lot true. of resources out there. Yeah. So if you think about it, he didn't talk about any of this stuff, but we were talking about society solutions earlier. One of them would be, Hey honey, I did the dishes. I did the laundry. I tidied the living room for you. <laughs> what is he? He's trying to do happy wife, happy life. He's trying to do chores mm-hmm. to, to convince her. Everything's okay. She has more energy. See, I'm such a great guy. I did all this. And now he wants a cookie. She's yeah. not going to give him his cookie because of what you just said.
1: Yeah. She's, she's mom. his mom. Yeah, she's his mom. Right? You know, yeah. it, and, and the problem with the nice guy paradigm is, and the reason nice women don't like nice guys, even though they say they don't and never listen to what they say, watch what they do, uh, is the principle there. But the reason they don't like nice guys is because they're fake. They That's know correct. they don't. They don't live their purpose. They don't live their standards. They don't value themselves. They're willing to placate. They're willing to kneel, beg, borrow, plead, just to get sex or to get you know relationship feedback or love or whatever the case is. They're willing to sell themselves out. Yeah, if you, if you but, study, uh, good.
0: I was going to say the new term for it is actually simp.
1: Simp. Right? If Everybody you simp, thinks simp. Yeah.
0: If you simp. It's just mm-hmm. looking for approval and validation. If you look at yep. the comments on my, on my social media, when a reel goes viral, mm-hmm. you'll see a lot of guys that are like anti simp, anti simp. And so they, all they hear, they're so afraid of understanding the masculine that yep. all they hear is, Oh, you're just trying to do this so you can have more sex or so your wife yep. will love you and validate you. Yep. And they don't notice that the message is actually stop doing that. That's why your wife doesn't want you. Just start showing up and being an adult, for example, with chores. And so you're absolutely right. If we can break away from that, then the nice guy is, or simp, however you want to look at it, he's just showing up as a man. That's all it is. Man, husband, father, leader in life. Just go be who you're born to be. Purpose, like you said.
1: Yeah. Uh, Women want a guy who lives his purpose. They don't marry a man. man. They're marrying a lifestyle. So, when they meet a man, they want a guy who's on his purpose, whose purpose isn't women, who isn't, you know, making people happy and being servile. They want kings, they want killers. Women want killers they want killers in society they want guys who will go out and kill in business you know kill in business that way don't do the other thing because you'll end up in front of a judge and it's bad <laughs> but you know in there was a time where that was needed you wanted a knight in shining armor who go out and kill armies and fight battles and you know kill the marauding hordes that would come into the, the town in the medieval sense and that really hasn't changed it's just more subtle than it is now I mean, if you, if you want to study something, you know, one of my uh, friends, Rolo Tomasi, who wrote the, who wrote the, the books there, people can pull them up. I forget what they're called, but you know, he talks about hybristophilia. And when you study why women chase these murderers, they're on death row and they'll marry them and they'll write them and they'll just endlessly fall in love with them. Women want a guy who's a killer. They want a guy who's not going to take any shit at work. Who's not going to take shit from people. Who's not going to be someone who's going to be stepped on by anyone. And what she knows subconsciously when she shit tests a man is that if you will allow her to step on you, disrespect you, treat you like shit, treat you like a doormat, she knows that you'll let everybody else in in the world treat you that way. And if, that will happen. She knows you're not going to go anywhere because you're not going to be successful and that will impact her financial security, the security of her and her children in her, in her future. And she knows that. So well, she'll, think
0: That's all, it's all important, Chris, but mm-hmm. hold on, go back to the safety that you talked about. Mm-hmm. If you can't handle your wife's mood, your little wife's mm-hmm. mood, how in the world <laughs> does she expect that you, like you said, the, the perpetrators coming in the house, the, 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 Challenges at work. I can't tell you how many men that I work with that they double their income inside of 90 or 120 days. Why? Because they're not living in the fog of hiding behind Mm -hmm. their wife's mood. It's affecting every decision they make. It's affecting. They're wearing their heart on their sleeve and they can't. Even the most successful, Mm -hmm. they do so much better because they're not afraid to stand up and slay the dragon now. The same yeah. confidence they should have, they have in all aspects of their life. Yeah,
1: feminine nature Andy. is to, feminine nature is to serve the masculine, and and there's a reason for that. It's all biology. It's all caveman shit. And if you don't give her the opportunity to do that by creating a alpha frame, she can't do that. And that that's going to bugger as well. So you're you know it's 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 funny how a lot of guys we just don't get it, and a lot of us have been lied to in society because the last two generations have been raised by you know beta fathers and and all this nonsense of you know shaming masculinity and all that good stuff. But what's interesting about anyone out there who's listening, going, yeah, well, I heard masculine, is, you know, is toxic and it's bad. No, it's not actually. If you study. Like I do. I've been I've been single for 35 years. I've dated in triple digits. Um, and uh, I, I'm, I, I pretty much know what's going on. And when you look at Tinder right now, all the women are chasing the top masculine men, the guys who earn the most or the best looking or both. And that's what they're all chasing now. They're not chasing... You know, the guy who can't figure out which sex he is. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. But they're not chasing, you know, Mr. Guy who just wants to hug and play nice guys and simp in comments on Instagram. So there you go. So the nice guy syndrome, it's bad. Stop doing it, boys. You have something that's interesting to me uh, called the rejection ladder. Uh, What is that? And why did you create it?
0: So on the fourth version of my course was after working with thousands of guys, I was like, there's something that guys are missing. They're not catching And I figured out if I could show them the rejection ladder, it'd be a tool they could reference easily, which by the way, guys can reach out to me and I'll send it to you. I think every man should know it. Mm -hmm. But at the top would be sex and there's different tiers, but each rung on the ladder means something, Mm -hmm. right? You're not having the sex that you've been fighting for. Say, I provide, I do all this. Why don't you want me? Why would you have that? If at the very bottom, you can't even handle your wife's mood.
1: That's true. Yeah,
0: and we work our way up the ladder.
1: Yeah, I, I heard this from <clears throat> once. I don't know which psychologist said it, but it was from somebody. But even the act of sex is the act of showing your wife or girlfriend that you are strong, you're powerful, that you could take on an aggressor. There's an aggression to sex, and yeah, you know, and and part of that is showing her that you have the ability to go do almost hand to hand combat with somebody. It's it's really a subtle thing. I don't know if you've, you've ever thought about it that way, but I heard a psychologist talk about that once. And I it's, it's a way of proving. A
0: lot, it is. If you if you go to nice guys, Okay, think about mm-hmm. all the listeners here. If you think about it, if you're trying to just make sure you take care of her instead of actually enjoy you, right? This is just, <clears throat> I'm not saying don't take care of your wife. Good God, I love to take care of my wife. But at the same time, if you never allow yourself to enjoy to, that again, you're not really a man. Mm-hmm. You're just, Oh wait, which position would you like, honey? You know, uh, I'm, I'm not saying she can't have opinions. I'm not sure. saying you don't take care of her, but at the end of the day, yes, it, it ties into. And then actually when we talk about it, we go further, Chris. So mm-hmm. we'll say the more violent you become, not in the bedroom, but the more violent you become. So say, you know, jujitsu, then the mm-hmm. less violent you actually are. Now you can take that energy to the bedroom mm-hmm. and you, yeah, not uh, firmly aggressively love your wife you know mm-hmm. when to go slow when to go fast and then there's so much more you can learn on that stuff too
1: there you go when to bring the twins in and and her <laughs> wait are we on the same page
0: not, um, not how i do it
1: yeah, well I, you know i'm single so.
0: yeah different life, different life i live yeah. in vegas
1: <laughs> you know one of the things you inferred there is men need to lead why are men so damned afraid to lead anymore why is being the lead in your relationship so important
0: great question. So the first, the first question is simple.
1: If you think about all the examples that we're
0: seeing that you have, you have this whole feminist movement, all these women that are strong, independent, and even if they're not feminists, they're just like my wife, I'm a super strong woman. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then you have the men that are not allowed to be masculine. Cause that's toxic. No, like you said, that's, to- there's toxic people. There's nothing wrong with being a man masculine. Yeah. Okay. Now that's society's marriage, Right. Now you can put together all the examples that you've been shown and you have no idea what is appropriate. Should I cry? Should I not cry? Am I sensitive? Am I not sensitive? Do I let her feel? Do I not let her feel or is doesn't it take two? And we have all this confusion. Listen, go to the rejection letter. You are responsible for the mood in your home. Meaning even if your children are losing their mind, do you want to yell at them or do you want to lead your children? Mm-hmm. Nobody follows if they're being screamed at whether it's your wife or whether it's your kids. So I believe leadership is simple. If you wanna overcome the examples that you've been shown, do something different, go in there and lead. Now we have a different take, Catherine and I. So Mm -hmm. I think the man's responsible for the tone. You said it, I don't care if she's mad at you, don't take it personal, same as she's not mad at you, definitely don't take it personal. Mm -hmm. And then you set the tone for the mood. And then from there, if you do this right, that's the new marriage then you both have strengths, man. Some things I'll be good at leading. Some things my wife will be good at leading. And we boost each other, but there's no more anchor.
1: Yeah. And I, I would give you that even, even under an alpha frame, she's still not leading. She's operating under your provider protector role. So 100%. I 100%.
0: That's, yeah, no, that's you're, my no you're absolutely right. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Catherine will be the first one to tell you I have a lot of masculinity. It was a challenge for me to accept leadership. We did mm-hmm. an episode on our podcast on it, actually. Really? Where it, yeah, it was very, very difficult for Catherine because even though she knew she wanted her whole life, that would be allowing somebody to take over this strong independence. Let me tell you, because there's going to be a lot of listeners that will appreciate this. hmm When you nail partnership down with your wife, if you've got that kind of woman, and you should, strong, independent, intelligent, fun, goal oriented all of these things you can bring out of her, that's Mm -hmm. you lead it. And now we're not talking about hashtag couple goals, or Mm -hmm. I guess it's this, hashtag couple goals. We're talking about superpower couple because now you're both filled with purpose and you're both filled with life. You know what I mean?
1: Is it true that... When people hear the word "lead," they think of control, and they should, yes. in my opinion. Yeah. But do you yeah. think? Do you agree with me on that? Yeah, I have a lot. They of think people they think it. that leading means I control you and I tell you what to do and monitor every fucking little thing you do. No, that's not leading.
0: No, that's it's control. not. No, nope. it's managing. That's control. Everything. Yeah, you know, and if you, you think about the business. alpha stuff, yeah, you're the alpha stuff you were talking about, Chris, where mm-hmm. where where people think they got to go sh- beat their chest alpha. That's not leading yeah that's, that's using negative will never create positive positive. and if you think about more society examples biblical mm-hmm. she should submit she should serve no dude first you're supposed to show up solomon then you could talk about that exactly right? if you don't yeah. create
1: the frame she's not going to find it she's you know most women are going to be operating in their masculine in today's world like you said they're going to have their business you know if 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 women don't have a masculine, they're going to play both roles. They're going to be feminine and masculine and they're going to do their own leadership because you know, they don't have a man around. A lot of this stuff that we've been taught in the last 60 years is bullshit. And men have sadly been taught a lot of stuff that's just bullshit. And it's funny that when you really look at what women are searching for, when you see their search results online, if you've ever watched them sit and and go through profiles on a Tinder thing, you 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 see a different thing than what you're being told. Watch what they say, or watch what they do, not what they say. And they're looking for leaders. They're looking for masculine masculinity. I mean, that's 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 what they're searching for. They're looking for a man who will lead, who will make them feel safe, and they're feminine. I mean, I've seen people that are you know those. Uh, I'm a feminist. I'm very. I'm very strong and you know independent woman. Blah blah blah, man. They meet a they meet an alpha male, and we're not talking like you said alpha males. I think there's a misperception on too. The alpha alpha males, some guy like I don't know, Arnold Schwarzenegger or some sort of weird chest beating monkey that's I don't know rocked out on steroids or some shit, and he's a super narcissist, and I don't know he beats up people every other week or something, or maybe he's in prison for some shit. But, you know, an alpha male means somebody who's got his shit on, who's living his purpose, who's doing his thing, and a woman is a compliment to his life. And she's the one who's going to help make his life better. But he's he's doing it on his own and and rocking. And that's what women want. They want a guy who's a killer, who's going to kill it in business, who's going to kill it in money, who's going to kill it in life, who's going to protect her, but also be successful. Because you know, a, a lot of I don't think what a lot of men don't realize is women know that they're on a limited timeline. Our sexual peak hits about 55 because we're valued by earnings. We're valued by our ability to provide resources and protection. Women are valued by beauty. So their peak is in the sexual dating market about 23. There's stats and charts on if you don't believe me. And so they know that when they make an investment in the man that they are giving a limited timeline to their beauty to get the best results and resources for both themselves and their children. And they're very angry with you if you're mucking it up because they've made that investment of you and they don't want to have to hop to a new thing and, and they know it gets harder and harder as they get older. And so guys have to realize that. She's made an investment in me and she's betting on me to be the best version of myself that I can be. And if I'm not and she's pissed off at me, it's because I'm failing it's in some way and in frame.
0: Yeah, if you think about it, like I have a saying that I, I, listen, your wife signed up for a fairy tale. You might give her the kingdom, but where's the prince charming? At the end of the day, <laughs> she is investing in you. Mm-hmm. And I think that men think they're invincible these days. They think that their, their wife won't leave, their woman won't leave because, you know, I, I've got it all in control. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, these baseline normal things. And then they're forgetting that they're undermining anything positive with the blame game with screaming yeah. at their wife, with threatening divorce, or I could sleep with the girl at Starbucks, all this shit. They don't realize that when, the more that they do this, you take away that Prince Charming. Plus you stop dating, plus you're farting in front of her. You didn't do the manners thing that you talked about earlier, right? Yeah. Good catch, by the way. It's, you know, you, you don't realize that all of these things are making it worse, and then you think the grass is greener. Guys, anybody who doesn't believe what Chris just said, I want you to think about this. How many times has your wife said to you, How do I know this change is going to last? How -hmm. do I know it's real? You know, I'm not going to make the same mistake again. And I could give you a thousand cliches here. What is she saying? She's saying, I don't trust you. I don't believe you. I don't know if I should give myself to you. And then here's the tie in. God, man, she could get a dollar more an hour raise. She could start a business on Etsy. Her friend Cindy could get divorced. It doesn't really matter what it is—a death in the family, she's had one too many fights and not felt safe enough, where she just quits. And I've seen hundred millionaires. Some of my clients are very rich. Hundred millionaires have a wife walk away, yeah. walk away with a suitcase, couple pictures, and the kids.
1: And they don't and care all. about the money. It's really, fun. they don't care about yeah. the money.
0: They don't. I, I actually talked to a woman probably two months ago, but she was like, "I still don't care. I still, I just, I'm so peaceful now." Yeah. So peaceful now.
1: Yeah. You know? Because she's providing her own masculine now. And she at least feels safe in that because she, she can't care feel safe in his. Yeah. yeah, And we're getting a lot of great agreements. Wow. You're live. I think some of this is coming from your Facebook. Yes, yes, yes. People are saying through as we're chatting and, and yeah, it, it, it's really interesting how guys just don't get that, that, that frame and you can't tell her that it's going to be okay. Okay. It's going to change this time, honey. Talking is feminine showing doing is masculine. That's what we do. We don't Mm -hmm. do 35,000 words a day. That's what women do. That's how they're built. It's a feature, not a bug. And understanding these, these complex roles, they're not that complex. They're very cavemen. And if you understand that what we're all about is the propagation of the species. And so why are women built the way they are? Why are uh, men built the way they are in a testosterone feminine sort of frame? We're designed to be complements of each other, but that we are designed to to lead as men to do things. It's why we're giving up our body strength to be able to fight, kill, hunt down stuff, do whatever we need to do to protect the family. And there's a reason why femininity and feminism and women are built physically different than us. And so it's just there. It's 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 very simple in its frame. And, and if men aren't providing that safety, that frame, that network, and you can't tell her, you've got to show her. She, she sees how you come and and convey yourself, how you command when, when I walk into a room or any man walks in a room, women notice, they, they look at the guy and they go, is he an option for me? And, you know, especially if they're single, but they also go, is he confident? And if you come into a room commanding the room and confidence, you're held, held high, how you hold your frame and all that sort of good stuff, they notice And so if you're in a relationship, they're noticing that too. They're noticing how you come across, how you interact with them. Do you seem confident all the time? Do you seem weak? Are you crying? That's the worst thing you can do is cry in front of a woman. There's actually studies that show that the first time you cry in front of a woman is the very first time she will start biologically starting going, I don't know about this guy. You have to keep masculine frame. And it's so important because she's watching you all the time. The shit test that you get, do you ever counsel people on shit testing and, and passing. Yeah, I, on, so.
0: I do it a little bit different though. Cause I, I do, I really believe everybody tests. If you tell me you're going to go to the gym, Chris, and then you don't go to the gym, I'm going to call you. I'm going to call you bluff. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sorry. But, but I think that if you go back to safety to understand that she needs to know it's real, then you have to allow it and understand it, whether it's subconscious mm-hmm. or conscious. The problem that I have with shit test though, is my wife and I really firmly believe you're setting your partner up to fail. So, mm-hmm. If she's working with a with a woman, she'll encourage them to understand that this is not teaching him that you want him. It's teaching him to be more of the nice asshole because you're hurting him. But when I work with men, I say let's expect it, and I teach response versus reaction. With something I call safe reaction is keeping yourself safe, protecting mm-hmm. yourself. And mm-hmm. stat response is teaching yourself to respond, provide leadership, structure for where you want this to go. And when I do that, the last T in stat is. Test. Is she testing me? But really, is she holding me accountable?
1: Exactly. Thanks for, thanks
0: for the reminder, baby. When you my life, nailed it. Or something, I'm like, thank you for the reminder. Wow. And you just have a laugh about it. You know what I
1: mean? That's an amazing epiphany, dude. Instead of thinking of it as a shit test, think of it as she's holding you accountable. She's testing you to see if, okay, are you full of shit or are you actually holding frame? You know, stoicism, I think one of the biggest things uh, men can learn, especially when dealing with emotion and, of course, controlling our own emotions and making sure we're processing through the masculine of logic and reason as opposed to being in our feminine and processing through emotion. And a lot of guys, especially guys that have trauma, you know, they, they process through the feminine still, and they don't even realize it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, if you, th- if you think about almost every reaction that you're going to make is going to be fear-based. You have the mm-hmm. anxiety, the mm-hmm. insecurity, the fear. Well, it could be, guys, there's so many th- fear of losing fear mm-hmm. of failure. Think about the, the, all the poor men who haven't figured this out yet. And they think, oh my gosh, my, my, I'm not making enough money. My wife makes more money. I'm losing my job. And what happens? They start to feel bad. Like for me, it it wasn't about money. It was just feel of fear of failure with my wife. What kind of man am I? I'm going to lose my everything. My family, my, my wife is my everything. Then my family, then, and then you start to think things like, I'll have life insurance. What if I just, you know, and you start to go, that's also feminine. Yeah. That's, you're, you're literally emotion is the root of all success, mm-hmm. but also all your failure.
1: There you go. All it. In fact, yeah. Susie was agreeing with her comment earlier that, you know, when women go off and say, you know, I can live without a man. She's saying I can struggle just fine by myself. If I'm going to struggle, I don't, I don't need, This other guy that I'm having to carry, you know. I mean, the worst thing that I could ever have if I was ever in a long term relationship again was a woman tell me, reference or tell somebody within earshot of me that that I was their child, that I was, you know, like all of a few of my married. (sighs) buddies they they have wives who go yeah he's my fourth child and i'm just like oh my fucking god wow. another
0: one of society's jokes has become normalized and guys think it's funny you know another thing about that is the dad bod you know all these normal jokes that we all make <laughs> listen like you said when you command respect because you walk into the room muscles command respect never mm-hmm. mind the health benefits never mind the energy with your kids your wife mm-hmm. when you get there it's super fun to have muscles trust me because that stuff in the bedroom that we were talking about like mm-hmm these society jokes lead men astray they're yeah. so confused nowadays they're so confused
1: what what don't want don't listen to what they say watch what they do uh, you know the dad bod thing is something that's that that the uh, guys don't even understand what that's about and that's probably a whole episode in of it's it. so, another show it's yeah. another show <laughs> but you know these are aspects that's so important i think uh, it's important that men need to realize they need to reframe back to their masculine state and, and understand what it's about. Because if you really study biology, it's really, it's really fairly simple. The application you mentioned is very different because it's very detailed and women are very complex, but they're built that way. It's a feature, not a bug. And if you understand why they're built that way, why they need protection, why they need to have a masculine frame around them and, and, uh, you know, why we're attracted to them. We're attracted to the feminine because, uh, you know, they're, it's a nurturing state where they take care of, kids they take care of our family they they flush out their nest and build their nest and and make it uh beautiful and if she doesn't have that then she doesn't need you
0: <laughs> no and you know something that's, that's i think really important to note with that is it can feel frustrating when you start changing and she doesn't embrace your masculine mm-hmm. right a lot of times that can come across as a couple of different things like oh you're just trying to control me or manipulate me that's actually real because you were the nice guy and you were giving to get before So just let her feel, love her through it. But the other side is that she just doesn't trust you. Okay. Mm -hmm. That just means you have to be consistent. And the last part about it is really important. If you just show up and you know where you're going, do what that guy would do. Because are you proud of who you are? Because you can have everything you want. And when your wife... Is excited to see you come home. You're not afraid to walk through the door. You know she's going to miss you, kiss you, love you, want to hear about you. And when your wife is telling people how much she loves you, lifting you up, building you up, she's looking at you across the room at an event, and you just know she's not listening to them. When she's stuffing panties down your pocket, putting the kids to bed <laughs> early, pounding you in the in in the bathroom at the at the restaurant, like banging in the beamer, you don't feel these insecure. Anxiety-filled, fear-based mm-hmm. processes making your decisions—you're lifted, and you are conquering the freaking world.
1: Yep. It's so, it's <laughs> so true. You know, I've I've had girlfriends always say to me, it, "You are my rock." You know, men—we're supposed to be stoic. We have emotion, but we can process through logic and reason, and we can be stoic about it. And so, we we don't deal with the emotional storms. We can. We can feel our emotion and we can go, that's cute. And then we can go, okay, so why do I feel that way? Okay, here's, here's, I'm going to, here's what I'm going to do to resolve that, you know, or it is what it is. You know, there's certain things we, you know, we say when, when you can always kind of tell a masculine man, cause they'll use the lines a lot. It is what it is because there are certain things we know we can't change or certain things we have to accept, you know, but
0: if you. He- if you like, Chris, I can give you a couple for your listeners, Please a do. couple little tips there. Yeah. So, guys, it's really confusing when you're trying to understand how you feel. Okay. Mm-hmm. First of all, you need to understand what you're feeling, but identify it. And then you can use an indisputable fact, right? When you scroll on your phone all night, I feel lonely. That's it. Shut up. That's it. <laughs> okay. That's it. But now, now, because you haven't figured this out yet, and your wife doesn't know she can trust you, she might come at you. I'm on my phone. because she Now she's thinking all the times you were insecure because she's on the phone. So she's coming at you. I can do whatever I want. It's just a dog rescue. Why are you such a baby? Yeah, I guess it does sound like I was kind of a child. Smile. Structure for where you want it to go. This is not rocket science, but you have to take the time to learn, and you have to get through that frustrational period. Mm-hmm. Right?
1: And sometimes the reason she's coming at you, I mean, the one thing you have to understand about women is attention and validation is everything to them. And so sometimes, you know, if you've ever had that thing where she comes at you and freaks out and you end up being the rock and stoic and you ride it out without, without emotionally reacting and flipping out, you know, then within an hour or two, she's back to being cuddly and cute. And you're just like, you Oh, call me a fucking asshole a second ago.
0: Even better, even better. So take the extreme, the most extreme fight you've ever had multiply mm-hmm. it by 10 million. Cause that was my life day by day with my oh, wife. Okay. Dude. And now Actually, Thanksgiving, we were talking about before the show started. On Thanksgiving, we had a bunch of guests over. And she goes, Mm -hmm. what's your your favorite thing about marriage, Catherine? Catherine goes, I can feel. I just feel. I could just let any emotion out, and it's okay. And, guys, that will start with ours. You do this with your kids, by the way, too. If you want to be a real great dad, do this with your kids, okay? Let them feel. And you'll get the worst tantrums on the planet, maybe from both, your wife or your kids, Mm-hmm. but after they get used to feeling safe and they know they can count on you, they're connected, all of them, your kids and your wife will just start to, it will just be short, little bursts, little mm-hmm. emotions, and it's done, and then you get on with exactly what you said. We're back to normal, mm-hmm. having fun. Mm-hmm. You won't understand it because she's on the crazy train, but just don't get on with her.
1: Just don't yeah. get on with her. Don't you know? meet emotion with emotion, especially no. as a man. I, you know, don't argue with a woman either. Don't, don't. It's just the dumbest. Thing. I'll, I'll see guys. You know, I'll, I'll have married guys that will call me up. that are my best friends. And they're like, I'm like, yeah, me and the wife are on the rocks again. I'm like, what are you trying to do? And I'm like, <laughs> and he's like, you know, she said something. I told her she was wrong. We had an argument about how, how she thinks I'm wrong. And I think she's wrong. And I'm like, are, are you fucking kidding me? I go, do you want to be right? Or do you want to be happy? Just you want to be. I don't yeah. know if I entirely, but in the end, that, in the end, don't be this. Yeah, It does take you down the <laughs> nice guy road, doesn't it?
0: Yeah. yeah happy wife, yeah. happy life. But happy you can, life, you yeah. can agree. Yeah. Or sorry, you can disagree. You can validate and affirm her without mm-hmm. agreeing. You know, and if you do this correctly and she feels safe, you will find that you have a wife that's, wow, we disagree, but yeah, okay, cool. And she'll reflect if you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Lots of times she'll be right. Lots of times you'll be wrong. Lots yep. of times there's solvable problems. Most of the time, 69% of the time, there's not a solvable problem. You have to compromise. So you might as well start figuring out how to communicate that validation without acting like a little bitch. Yeah. Just, it, just
1: be safe. And women exercise their emotion. They have to do what you said. They have to be able to feel. I mean, if you've ever watched them watch Lifetime TV, it's like the Olympics for their emotions. They love it. it it's a whole but exercise. I, they can go through everything.
0: Are you talking about reality shows right
1: now? Yeah, like reality shows or Lifetime TV. I have never,
0: never heard another man talk about it. I teach it in my course. I'm like, dude, if you want to, the number one way you can flip emotional tension that's negative to positive is to just suck it up and watch the reality TV with your wife. Number one way. (laughs) Also, yeah. it's a great way for you to get over your anxiety and shit. That's a whole other lesson, too. Yeah,
1: but, and, yeah. It, and for her, it's an it's an emotional it's an emotional kind of release. It's an it's an exercise, you know. And women are very emotional based, and so that's why if you could be the rock, if you can be stoic, if she can come at you with whatever her emotions are, are flowing through her, whatever she's feeling, and you can be the rock that holds it down instead of reacting. Because if you really think about it, if you react to her emotionally, you just take whatever insecurities and unsafeness that she's feeling at that moment. And you're just making her feel more unsafe and more insecure. But by being the rock, by reacting stoically, by reacting with that emotion, but still acknowledging her and stuff, but holding frame of being an alpha in your logic and your reason, then she's going to go through that. And then she's going to have it exercised from her. And then she's going to be happy again. A lot of guys just don't get it.
0: No, you got, you have to just, Put on your big boy pants. Stop being a victim, okay? And realize, if you're defending yourself, guys, and if you don't believe me with your wife, let's go back to kids for a second. Let's go to your dog. Your dog pees on the carpet. If you're like, I have to clean this up, this is such a pain in the butt, and you start yelling at your dog, your dog will come back. But after a while, your wife and your kids won't come back anymore. Yeah. Stop defending yourself. I realize it sucks to pick up they clean up the pee or pick up the poo. I realize it sucks that you had a bad day and your kids are having a hard time. I realize it sucks that your wife rejected you for sex again today. But do you think by defending yourself and your needs, you're going to get more of what you want? It's, it hasn't worked for 100 years. Since just started to really t- shit the bed here. So yeah. try something new. And if it's not me, at least listen to somebody like you who seems to get it. You know what we I mean?
1: covered a lot of ground. Final question. Do you believe every marriage can be saved? No, I don't. I hate saying that because
0: my thirty-year sure. goal is is disrupting divorce and flip. It's a thirty-year goal to flip statistics so that my children see better examples. Mm-hmm. But I do believe this. I believe one hundred percent of marriages can be saved if one person does what they're supposed to do and is patient long enough. Hmm. Now, there's a patience formula. That's a whole other episode. But yeah, it's. I don't believe it's possible. But the reason why I'm reluctant to really commit to that is because most people are gonna look for their what their way out see I tried everything my my partner you know they just blame me for this they haven't done this they haven't done that listen now you're the narcissist just shut up
1: mm-hmm yeah it's, it's yeah. interesting there' there there's some marriages they're just I mean two people shouldn't be playing together at all there you go final thoughts as we go out to pitch out to people and signing up with your services getting your media reaching out to you to see about getting involved in your, in what you guys do there.
0: Yeah. The first thing I like to say is we're not doing a bunch of sales stuff. So if you guys are interested in hearing more, listen to our podcast or go watch our social media and see if we resonate. Hmm. We want to disrupt divorce. So I don't want to save your marriage. I want to save as many as possible. So if you're interested in finding out more moral marriage.com, will put you in touch with me, but I'll link you to the podcast. Or you can go to all social media, which is Moral Marriage, and just see if it clicks with you. See if you're inspired by us telling the truth, because I think not enough people are telling the truth these days. You Definitely. Know?
1: You need to be honest with yourself, too, as a man. That's really yeah. important. The one yeah. person you shouldn't be bullshitting is 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 yourself. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Be in your masculine frame. Live your purpose. Don't make a woman your life, your purpose, your life's purpose. She wants to know you're going to go get resources. You're going to build a career. You're going to do things because ultimately those protect her. And a lot of guys nowadays, they don't live their purpose. Like I've met guys that are like women are my life. I just want a woman. I just want to be in love. And it's like that that's all you're doing. You're just being a servile guy and all that interesting stuff. Here's Uh, interesting. Can I I give you a
0: quick analogy for that? Please do. I tell guys you're, you're a big, bad race car. By the time I'm done with you, the fastest car on the track, Your wife is just the racing stripes on the car. If you want her in the passenger seat or riding your stick, then you're going to need to get on the cover of the magazine. Why? Because she's just the racing stripes. Mm -hmm. She makes you look pretty. Mm -hmm. Just show up for you, fulfill your life and all the little pieces will supercharge the car.
1: Women love a man who's going somewhere. If you watch what they do, what they chase, they want guys who are going somewhere, who are doing something with themselves, who are, you know, who, who are the best versions of themselves. And that's what men need to do is, is be the best version of themselves. And then everything will sometimes work out. Georgie asks, where do I find the podcast through Alexa on moral marriage and more information? Just search
0: moral marriage. on every platform or go to links. Dot moralmarriage.com and it will
1: show you all of them there you go and i think she's got it spelled right she Check does up to search uh, someone was asking what if you can't afford the counseling i don't
0: can't afford a counseling we give a lot away for free just because we want to give like the society training i was talking about the rejection mm-hmm. letter Catherine would have some stuff for you too so if you're a woman you want to reach out to Catherine, you can do that through moralmarriage.com There you go, Erica.
1: They've got a lot of great stuff on their uh, TikTok and Instagram. The TikTok's really cool. And so there's a lot of data sharing there. So that's what I would take and do. Georgie says, thank you. And Erica, yeah, check that out and see what you want to do. And uh, give it time. Uh, There you go. Somebody put the link in the chat. Marriage. Dot .com. Thanks Catherine. There you go. Great show and uh, interesting thing. And yeah, if we could save more people's marriage, get the sex going again and you know, I'm all for married people having more sex because one of my problems being single is uh, half these marriage half the, half these dating apps are marriage guys who are unhappy they're not getting yeah. sex and they're miserable. And so I have to compete with them and I'm tired of competing with them after.
0: <laughs> so you're a little selfish to have me on the show. I tonight. am That's selfish. A- <laughs> i want all of single women of myself.
1: Damn it. It's hard enough out here as single women for 35 oh, years. I've been yelling at Mary guys going, get the fuck out of my goddamn pool. <laughs> you sold your soul. Go, go! Deal with your own shit. Stay out of my, stay in my pool. There's nothing worse than I meet some wonderful woman that I, I'm like, yeah, I could probably make her. She might be a shot at a wife, and and she's, like, oh, I'm, I'm on the hold, sus thing for this other guy who's gonna leave his wife, and you're like, honey, that guy can't afford to leave his wife. It's cheaper to keep her. He's going to be worthless if he leaves his wife. So you should probably find whatever. So I hate I hate guys that end up doing that, but there you go. I give my married folks lots of ribbing. But I, I'm glad, you know, I, I, I want more guys to save their mar- their marriages. I want more guys to be masculine. This world needs more masculine men. And when you really understand the dynamic problems from everything from top to bottom, what goes on in our societies, especially in America, and politics, everything, it all comes down to, we've got way too many weak feminine men in this world and they need to go back to their masculine. That's just it. In my opinion, thank you very much for coming to the show cast. We really appreciate it.
0: Thanks you for having me, buddy. I had a great time today.
1: There you go. Keep changing lives, buddy. And thanks to our for tuning in. Go to Goodreads.com, for Chris Foss, LinkedIn.com, Chess Chris Foss, YouTube.com, Chess Chris Foss, the big LinkedIn newsletter, the 130,000 group on LinkedIn as well, Chris Foss Facebook.com, and Chris Foss One on the Tickety Talking. Thanks to everyone for tuning in. Be good to each other. Stay safe. Have your testosterone checked too. And we'll see <laughs> you guys next time. I probably should have.